Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. From a bunker in Montana, it's another digital citizen because everybody is in Montana right now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? We're live from Montana. I don't think that's true, but it could be that we're in an ancient bunker in Montana. Because it's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, it's seeming like it. Uh, but, I mean, there's glimmers of hope here and there, I guess. But, yeah, it's feeling like some kind of end of the world scenario. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know what I did today? What'd you do? I broke the fucking code. I got down to my mailbox and opened it and went back in okay <laughs> yeah i'm not even allowed to do that but i did that today i was making sure there was nobody in the hall i went in and out and i washed my hands before and after i took in the mail so good okay yeah yes. uh that's the most illegal thing I have done this week. <laughs> this week? Go and get the mail. <laughs> it's not the most illegal thing I have done in my life. I don't think I, don't think I should say that. Probably <laughs> not. Uh, I don't even know if you should say this, but that's fine. Uh, hopefully the mail's fine. I think the mail's okay. I mean, people... the I think it was the CDC in America said... Uh, generally, like, we talked about last week, like, Uber Eats or food delivery, right. like, kind of services, and they said generally it's safe, but it could be hazardous, but very unlikely, a lot less likely than, like, actually coming in contact with another human, as opposed to, like, uh, if you have them deliver it and they just leave it on the door doorstep kind of thing, right. it, you pay it with your debit card or whatever, so you don't have to exchange cash and all that stuff. Right, but what what was I supposed to do? Like, there's two weeks of unopened mail in my mailbox. Like, like, is it just going to lay there forever and ever? Well, your mailbox would get full, and they just stop bringing the mail eventually. I think is what would happen. Yeah. Cause, like, how are they going to keep putting the mail in the mailbox? It's going to get full at some point. No. So that's what why I broke the fucking code. I was like, eh, I will take the fucking chance. I even I even took a sweater around my face. I don't know if that's even going to help, but I mean, I guess if you ran into a person and they were like coughing on you, it might help a little bit. But right, <laughs> I'm such a goof. Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm 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 uh, slowly but steadily going totally shit crazy, uh, sane. Uh, where I am. My dad is still not home. <laughs> is he in the same place? Uh, yep. Oh, okay. He, his flight got 
got cancelled again. Uh, now they have to take a taxi to Paris. Uh, well, that's not a good place to go. Three... No, it's not. Uh, take a flight from Paris down to the Netherlands. Have a nine-hour overlay in the Netherlands. For then go to Norway. Yay! Oh, can't wait to get him fucking home. Yeah, is it worth it to go on a plane and all that? I guess so. I I have no fucking clue. I mean, it's not like they're starving, right? And 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 like I said, they are at uh, his girlfriend's brother's house, so. They don't even fucking pay rent. So Yeah, it just seems like a kind of a risk to get on an airplane right now. That's the that's the part I well and being in like a if there was a crowded airport. But I don't think the airports are gonna be really that crowded right now. But inside an airplane where the air is being cir- recirculated and everything, that's the thing I would not be super ha- I don't really like going in planes to begin with. So I would be extra not happy about it. Yeah, no, and to be honest with you, I don't think he would do it if it wasn't for that his girlfriend has a lot of uh, grandchildren and things like that, and she misses them. So if it wasn't for that, I, I think he would just stay. But it's also a matter of how long do you wait. Right. Because, I mean, uh, at home... He's also, well, I don't know if I told this on the podcast, but he also lost his fucking cell phone in Barcelona, of course. Because that's what you do with your cell phone. You lose it okay. just before that pan- pandemic thing. That is uh, how, like, every uh, pandemic movie works. <laughs> the teenager gets a brand new cell phone and loses it right at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I told him nothing. That when all this is done, <laughs> we should make a very crappy like <laughs> about his, <laughs> his his stay in France, and he said it would be the most boring movie ever because all they do is like do gardening. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of gardening too. Uh, I think just like the idea of planting, especially planting like. Uh, potatoes and broccoli and those kind of things it makes me feel like i'm doing something to prepare for the future if if everything doesn't work out i guess you know what i mean like if everything falls apart at some point i know today this morning so we don't really have all the details even because it barely i think it just happened like a few hours ago uh the u.s government uh agrees on a two trillion dollar virus rescue bill uh, House and Senate leaders of both parties agreed early Wednesday on the legislation. Uh, it's not looking like it's it's looking like it's the 2008 bailout all over again is what it's looking like to me. From yeah, but I'm gonna. And you to... can't go out to demonstrate against so, that's like, true. That's There's fun. not going to be any <laughs> protests in the streets over this one, at least not anytime soon. I mean, maybe someday. Uh, right. But this is, yeah, it's a huge... From what I'm seeing, because I haven't done tons of research, because like I said, it just happened a few hours ago, but everything I've seen mm. co- up coming up to this is that 
it's going to give tons of money without any restrictions to the different corporations and very little money to uh, people like actually actually given to the people um, and there are restrictions on who gets the money who gets money and who doesn't get money depending on how much money you make things like that this is this is not good we're gonna have to see what happens with it maybe we'll cover it again next week so the numbers uh, 373,462 are uh, confirmed cases, 16,043 is dead, uh, China is still on the top, uh, then Italy, United States, and Spain, uh, Norway is where is Norway? Uh, 1,995 cases, seven deaths. Uh, United States have 53,746 that's that's where what I am waiting the most for maybe. Uh, I don't think we're ever really gonna get a hundred percent those numbers, or at least I don't I don't know how you would because India has so many people. I'm not really sure how right. it would take forever to actually compile the numbers if you were to actually even get them, and to have them be correct would right. be really uh, you'd have to be really good at um, doing some kind of census of I think there's like. A, one and a half billion people or something in India. I'm seeing yeah. India locked down 1.3, 1.3 billion people. Uh, yeah. The world's largest democracy went into lockdown Wednesday with India's 1.3 billion ordered to stay home. Right. So the entire country, it's like, I th it's the most populated country in the world, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think China's pretty I'm, close I'm to just... next. Yeah, and and uh, don't uh, not to be a fucking racist or something, but hygiene in India is not something that is very well. They're and uh, they're very close. Everybody's very, you know, the, all the cities are yeah, very packed to tight together, and everybody's really yeah. close to each other. So uh, even with them. like the idea of a lockdown, um, it could yeah. still spread just because of everybody being so in the vicinity of each other. Uh, yeah, and hopefully people, but hopefully people are actually following this because, in that kind of environment, this kind of disease could spread incredibly rapidly. Uh, but hopefully they're getting ahead of it. But we really don't know as far as India goes. I think they are one or two weeks behind us. That's what I believe. Oh, then, I don't have then it sounds like if they're doing the lockdown now, then they should be. I mean, they're then they should do right. better than we're doing here in America, at least. Right, at least, yeah. And, but yeah, no, I find it extremely frightening. Uh, well, just to prove that it hits everybody in society, who has it hit this week? This morning we're seeing Prince Charles uh, tested yeah. positive. Uh, who I so the horse he's married with is he? <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. I don't. I, I'm not really sure if his family has been quarantined or not, because right. Sorry, excuse me. 
This just came out like but, uh, a few hours ago as well. Right, but happily for him, his wife is a horse and can't get it. So, is that how that? <laughs> I guess that's how that works. Uh, I, I honestly do not know who Prince Charles' wife is, so that's a joke for everybody except for me. Uh, <laughs> it's very funny for people in Britain. <laughs> sure, trust me. Yeah, Camilla Parker Bowles. Look it up. I would say this guy is definitely in the risk range, though, because he's an older gentleman, right? Uh, and I believe right. he is the heir to the throne? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> just, uh, so, when they got married, look, just a little, like, story. Uh, uh, they got mar married very, like, privately and things like that, and there was a horse carriage <laughs> from, from the church into the to the, uh, the castle where they were staying, <laughs> and every comment on Twitter and everywhere else is like, "Why is the horse inside the carriage and not <laughs> driving it?" I see that. It's still a visual like, joke, bro. So anybody who doesn't know who yeah. that is, it still, it still doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> sure. Where were we? But uh, yeah. Uh, we, we were at Corona and Charles. Yes, uh, the whole royal family. Yeah, he's at risk, and the queen is is not especially young. She's ninety something. She, I, yeah, she must be. She's got to be up in the nineties, I would think, right? Because he, he yeah, yeah he, got to be. He must be in his seventies. Seventies, yeah. I would say. That sounds about right, if she had him when yes. she was in their 20s. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was trying to do the math there, and I'm like, wait, how old <laughs> could he possibly be when I think about it? If she's in her 90s, how old could he possibly be? Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he's definitely in the risk range, which this could be a huge thing uh, for the royal family, I guess, um, and for England in general. I mean, the Norwegian king has isolated himself. He's in the risk zone. So I saw that. Uh, yeah. There's multiple politicians here in America who've gotten it. I think the one that yeah. was the biggest news story was... Ron Paul! <laughs> no, it was Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, his son. Not the same person. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess the guy... Uh, Rand Paul is a doctor, by the way. Uh, but I yeah. guess he was using the gym, the Senate gym, and then it possibly could have been contracted to other people who were using that same gym facility. I'm not really sure why the gym was still open during a pandemic, but sure. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of gyms, the Olympics. Yeah. From, let's get I into see that. what you did there. <laughs> yes. Tokyo 2020 Olympics and Paralympics game postponed because of coronavirus. This is not a super shock. The event due to begin the 24th of July will now take place no later than summer 2021. So my question here, so, do they do they keep yeah. the Tokyo 2020 graphics and it just takes <laughs> place in... Wouldn't that be funny if all the graphics stayed the same and it still said Tokyo 2020 Olympics? <laughs> I propose to for a year, uh, and I, uh, IOC President uh, Thomas Bach responded with a 100% agreement, said 
Shinzo Abe, Japan's Prime Minister. The event will still be called Tokyo 2020, despite taking place in 2021. That's what I so, read too. Yeah, like, but will the graphics, yeah. like the graphics when you're watching the TV, because that's going to be so weird. Uh, <laughs> Uh, on Monday, the re- director of the World Horror Health Organization, Tedros Adamonov, oh, Gebrechawes, said that uh, the COVID-19 pandemic was uh, accelerating. Ac- accelerating, yeah. So uh, there are more than uh, 375,000 cases now recorded worldwide and nearly every country and their numbers is growing by an hour. Yeah, it would be incredibly irresponsible to keep uh, Tokyo 2020. And this happened right after, it happened the day after Canada decided to withdraw completely saying, we're just not going to send our athletes there if you're going to, if you're going to have the Olympics because we don't feel that they're safe. Uh, we're Canada, a, eh? uh, and they, and, and they just uh, the day after that, I think they realized, okay, if Canada, this might be the first, but it's not going to be the last to just not send their uh, athletes. So we might as well get ahead of it. And the PR right. that would be, it would be bad PR if they said, oh, we're going to keep going, and all these countries started dropping out one by one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we didn't have it in the news, but. Uh, it's been uh, stricter uh, rules in the UK as well. Uh, uh, they are closing more and more things down. And uh, in Norway, there have been stricter rules. Uh, yeah, it seems like every country in the world is taking this very serious. Yeah, every country except for America, apparently. Yeah, especially one prick, uh, because uh, let's talk about uh, Texas governor, Dan Patrick, because he's my hero. And he wasn't the only person to espouse these ideas. Uh, I heard Glenn Beck oh, also true. say the, pretty much the same thing, but uh, I think this is, a, this is a thing from the Republican side that they think is a good idea. Uh, Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick says grandparents are willing to die to save the economy for their grandkids uh, on Fox. Uh, as the coronavirus outbreak uh, batters the economy and business businesses close, uh, Dan Patrick on Monday said that plenty of seniors would be willing to sacrifice their lives in, in order to preserve the economy. Uh, Patrick made the comments Monday night during an interview with Fox News host Tucker Carlson. Uh, and let's, we got the video, so let's go into the video, I guess. Uh, what do you think about that? Yep. I think that sounds the perfect thing to do. Are you ready? Uh, one second. Okay, I'm ready. In three, two, one. It's what's happening to this country. And, you know, Tucker, no one reached out to me and said, uh, as a senior citizen, uh, are you willing to take a chance on your survival in exchange for keeping the America that all America loves. Yeah, nobody reached out to, to you to say that because that's the they're not crazy. I'm all in. Um, and that doesn't make me noble or brave or anything like that. I just think there are lots of grandparents out there. In this it makes you fucking like crazy. And this is all under the yeah. assumption that only older well, we people can die from the virus, which is not true. Those children. And so stupid. I want to 
you know, live smart and, uh, and, and see through this. But I don't want the whole country to be sacrificed. Uh, and, I, and that's what I see. I've talked to hundreds of people, Tucker, in just in the last week, and uh, making calls all the time. And, and everyone says pretty much the same thing, that we can't lose our whole country. We, we're having an economic collapse. I'm also a small businessman. I understand it. And I talk with business people all the time. <laughs> so let's Tucker. kill all the and, and people. I'm, so, my, I'm just, my heart we is gotta let All the grandparents die so we can save because we the, can the, do. The, more uh, stocks no, from one thing at a time we can do two things so you know my message is apparently that, uh, to this guy the stock market and america are like the same thing because uh, he keeps saying thing, yeah. we got to save america we got to let these people die to save america don't do that don't ruin so this you're, great you're basically dream. saying that this disease could take your life but that's not the scariest thing to you there's something that would be worse than dying yeah, um, and look, I'm going <laughs> How did you just say yes to that question? Oh, I, I, I think this is full on, like, the family shit, where it's like, <laughs> he believes that, like, oh, I have, like, a lineage of people down the line in my, like, uh, weird Christian group <laughs> that, like, if I die, they're going to continue my legacy, and I believe in heaven, yeah. so I'm okay with yeah. dying. You know, this is some crazy evangelical, the family shit, <laughs> I think is what this is. You know what I'm saying, Fro? Where he's like, uh, oh, I've set up my lineage, in, so I don't mind if I die, but uh, right. my kids are going to be fine because we're rich, and like they're going to have plenty of money. But what about uh, just regular people's grandparents who have to die? Uh, they they don't have that that same luxury of their family being able to just be like, oh, he lived a good life and ha he was rich and passed this, passed down all this money to us. Uh, yeah, this is. It, I mean, and he like I said, he's not the only person to say this. Trump said, uh, in a tweet that he said we can't have the cur cure be worse than the problem. Um, talking about the same thing, Trump also said that he wants to open up. The country by Easter, and that he has a his he has this image in his mind of like some kind of Easter where the churches are full of people and everybody's happy and celebrating Easter. And uh, I'm going to bring something else in. Elon Musk agrees with him, and when Elon Musk is giving advice on opening the fucking borders, because everything is this is disease is not. Uh, that's scary to uh, Elon Musk because he, he thinks it's propaganda and everything. It is like it, everything. Everyone, like, this is like when we talked about people that were vaccine deniers. Right? Mm -hmm. It's the same fucking thing. It's the same thing I hear now with this COVID-19 thing. And it's the same it's people. Like, <laughs> and it's the same fucking people as well. Yeah. It's these evangelical Christians who, like, uh, and and these government types who are like, we can sacrifice the people because if they die, yeah. it's okay because there's a heaven and they'll all be going, they'll all go to heaven or whatever. And if they are bad people, then they're going to go to hell. So we don't really care. It's not, it's not on us because we're not God. We're just God-fearing Christians that don't mind if people die for our economy. And talking about sacrificing people' rights and everything like that, the OGs uh, seeks to uh, 
a new emergency powers in the mid uh, corona pandemic. Take me through this. Right, so uh, I guess it's kind of a th big thing in the sense that a lot of governments right now are kind of using this pandemic and a lot of corporations as well. That's what's happening with this bailout is using it to like get things through that. Um, that it, they're just using it uh, for to their advantage, I guess. But the DOG uh, Department of Justice in America is seeking new emergency powers amid coronavirus pandemic. One request to Congress would allow the department to petition a judge to indefinitely de detain somebody during an emergency so that you could arrest somebody without cause and detain them for an indefinite amount of time. Uh, they have, the Justice Department quiet, quietly asked Congress for the ability to ask chief judges to detain people indefinitely without trial. Uh, part of the push for new powers that comes as the coronavirus spreads throughout the United States. <coughs> In documents reviewed by Politico, detailing the department's request to lawmakers on a host of topics, including the statute of limitations, asylum, and ways uh, that court hearings are even conducted, Politico also reviewed and previously reported on documents seeking uh, authority to extend deadlines on merger reviews and prosecutions, uh, a Justice Department spoke spokesman declined to comment on the documents. The move has tapped into a broader fear among uh, civil civil liberty activists and critics uh, that say the president, uh, oh, critics of Donald Trump that say the president will use the moment of crisis to push controversial policy changes. Already has cited, cited the p pandemic as a reason to heighten border restrictions and restrict asylum claims. This is what I'm saying. Like, this is just one of the things they're doing. Uh, you're using this virus to push through things that uh, would not be able to be done. They've used this state of emergency to, like, nobody's paying attention to these things they're putting through because everybody's worried about the uh, coronavirus. But uh, there are some proof there is God out there, Luke, because guess what? Uh, Harvey events against the test positives for coronavirus in prison. Woo! <laughs> former, former movie producer Harvey Weinstein, who's serving as a uh, prison sentence for sexual assault and rape, has tested positive for the coronavirus, according to the head of the state correction office union. Weinstein 68 have been placed in isolation at Wend uh, Correctional Facility, said Michael Powers, president of the New York State Correctional Officer and Police uh, Revelant Association. So, yeah. Uh, right, he was in Rikers Island, and I guess now, after this happened on Sunday, it says... Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. He on on Sunday he tested positive. The Sunday morning, it the jail was concerned about correctional officers who said who were said to have a lack of proper protective equipment. Several sa staff right. has have also been quarantined, uh, and I, I'm to understand that the prison itself, a lot of people have started to get uh, COVID nineteen. 
Uh, it says two prisoners at the Wenday facility have confirmed cases as well. Uh, and this is kind of an issue in a lot of places. It is, it's a jail. Everybody's stuck in one place. It's all open space and everything. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of jails. If like, what happens if these jails just start getting overrun by coronavirus? Uh, I don't. And another question is, like, what do we do? Do we just start releasing prisoners? That's one thing, I guess. Go into that from. Yeah, because what what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, how do you stop the outbreak if it's in these jails, or do you just let everybody die? Yeah, that but that that's the problem, though. Like, uh, who are you going to let go? Do you make a list? Do you make like? I, I mean, I okay. guess you would start with like the least, like you non-violent criminals, somebody who like sold pot, right. let them go immediately. Right. Uh, and then the guy who's Hannibal Lecter, I guess, put him in some other, like, put all those people Policy. in isolation or something. Yeah. Uh, and then the other question, uh, let's put on our tinfoil hats. Tinfoil hat time. Mm-hmm. Are they using coronavirus to Epstein, Weinstein? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the only reason why we're getting this coronavirus, to be honest. But maybe maybe they they like, oh, he's getting a cold. <laughs> exactly, that's what I mean. Oh, he's in jail and he just he got a cold, guys. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened. Maybe he doesn't even really have a cold. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, you are very good at predicting things in the future. And what do you usually say when... When 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 we go, oh, what's going to happen in the news next week, Luke? What do you say then? Uh, we're going to find Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Well, Ghislaine <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell sues Jeffrey Epstein's estate over legal fees. What is this? Right, I guess we didn't find her, but her her lawyers. Ghislaine <laughs> uh, Maxwell, a former girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein, who's suing U.S. Uh, late U.S. financier estate seek, seeking reimbursement for legal fees and security costs. Ms. Maxwell's complaint states that she had no involvement in or knowledge of Epstein's alleged, alleged misconduct and that he had promised to cover her costs. I'm not sure what that means. She also received regular threats to her life and safety, she adds. Epstein has, has had been charged with sex trafficking of uh, dozens of girls. He was arrested last year in New York. Ms. Maxwell, a longtime friend of Epstein, was has not been accused by the authorities of wrongdoing. Makes her lawsuit... Then why not? Yeah, we don't know why not. She hasn't even been subpoenaed to testify for anything. Uh, the right. lawsuit, which is dated 12th of March, but was made public on Wednesday, claims that the extensive global coverage of the investigation resulted in her having to hire personal security and find safe accommodation. So they, she wants them to pay for, like wherever she's staying, if she's in a hotel or something like that as well. Right. Are you ready for me to take my tin uh, tin foil hat on? Okay. I think she has uh, broken a deal. I really... uh, uh, The government, with the American government, I don't think she would do this without uh, 
having some kind of deal in in the bank with the government because she doesn't uh, it doesn't uh, portray her in especially good light what what she's doing right now and if she didn't have uh, uh, a government uh, thing saying that oh we're not going to prosecute you because you have given us this and this and this and this uh, she wouldn't come out right now. She would still be in hiding. She's not really being hiding. She's putting her, her lawyers in front of her, yes. But if this goes to jail, she has to show up and be there. And then the government can just put on cuffs on her. So I think this proves that she has broken some kind of deal. Uh, I... Well, it says here, alleged uh, Epstein victim Virginia Grafrey said in a lawsuit, a civil lawsuit, that Maxwell had recruited her into her, into the uh, into the financiers' circle. Uh, right. Ma- Maxwell denies these allegations. Other will- women have also made allegations against Maxwell, who uh, allegations that Maxwell was involved. One Sarah Ransom told BBC that Maxwell controlled the girls. She was like the madam. Uh, Maxwell has denied involvement uh, in or knowledge of Epstein's alleged abuse. Um, You say deal, I say uh, she was already a CIA agent. Okay, um, air pollution. (laughs) Could be. That would be a deal, I guess, but it would have been a deal made beforehand uh, that she was working with Epstein and they were all already part of the intelligence agencies. A right. uh, good story in a way, kind of air quality picking up yeah, I'm, in quarantined countries. From you want to go into this? Yeah, I mean, I think it's good, but it's it's just like uh, I I said it to someone today that it's uh, is it the earth hitting back? Is that all this corona thing is? It's the uh, happening. Air quality is yeah, it's the <laughs> it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Air quality is improving in countries under corona uh, uh, quarantine, expert says. But uh, it's uh, far too early to speak of long-term change. Images by the U.S. space agency, NASA, is clear. In February, uh, the uh, conditions of the nitro dioxide fell dramatically from Wuhan, China, well, what a shock. The epicenter of the uh, COVID-19 virus passing from indicator that was red, orange to blue. So, this is good, I guess? Uh, yeah, but this wasn't just there. All over in different countries, they started seeing, like, as these countries started to lock down, they started seeing yeah, Italy. a lot of diff- uh, oh. a, a lot of lower uh, numbers, and yeah. then I saw pictures of Venice, where people aren't really traveling right. around as much, and the waterways have turned completely clear instead of, like, the normal color they are. Uh, right. It's just interesting to see how fast the Earth can kind of uh, start to try that to make one. a return. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fix itself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, for other countries or regions that have been uh, uh, incubated to uh, uh, notably Argentina, uh, 
Bavaria, Belgium, California, France, and Tunisia. Specialists are poring over the data and sees that the trends are similar. So, like you said, it's not only in China, it's all over the world. I remember saying this a really... So, I think when we were talking about money, I think we did money at one point on this show, and it was like probably in the right. first 25 episodes or something, and I remember us talking about how screwed up the like how screwed up the idea of money is in the whole world and how it kind of infects everything and causes a lot of problems, and I, mm -hmm. I think my solution was, well, we just... What we need is like a week where everybody just stops working and everybody just quits doing everything <laughs> and like right. we sit down and figure out how to fix the problems we have. And I think we've kind of been forced to do that with this pandemic is like we've been literally forced mm. to drop everything and it's kind of um, shown the true colors of capitalism in a way of how bad capitalism really has been for the environment and for the people and everything else. This pandemic has kind of uh, pulled the, pulled the curtain back and showed everybody how bad it re really is. Right. Well, not everybody, but people with their eyes yeah. open. <laughs> the director of human health in Norway said that we would have to live with uh, uh, restrictions at least 18 months. So... Well, restrictions meaning... Just some kind well, of restriction. Some kind of restrictions, yes. For at least 18 months. And and Trump is saying he wants to st restart everything by Open Easter, which is like... By Easter. Which is like 15 days well, away. It's like two and a half weeks yeah. from now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just incredibly stupid but uh look uh all around the world people are going cocoa not for cocoa pops but for toilet paper so when people are empty for toilet paper what do they do then find another way to wipe their ass i guess uh it says mm -hmm. here toilet paper shortages is leading some people to resort to other ways of wiping and it caused a problem for part of the Reading sewer system Wednesday night. Someone apparently used a shredded t-shirt uh, when they didn't have toilet tissue. Uh, as a result, one of the city's sewer lines backed up uh, a, backed up at a lift station. I'm not sure what that is. And workers had to take quick action to avert dangerous spills. The pumps were clogged by what appears to be a shredded t-shirt that were used in place of toilet paper. Uh, if you do not have toilet paper, city wastewater officials have advocated for other materials and then bag it, don't flush it. So I guess, like, throw it in the trash instead of... If you're going to wipe your ass with a t-shirt, don't put it in the toilet, put it in the trash can. Right. Uh, yeah. Ryland Bailey, assistant director of public works, said a resident uh, called to say the toilet wasn't flushing, their system wasn't working well. He didn't know if the person who, who called caused the t-shirt clog... Uh, but it could have been any number of houses on the same street. Sounds like uh, he who smelt it dealt it to me, but... <laughs> so, the candidate tournament to meet uh, Magnus Carlsen has been going on while this corona outbreak has been. And do you know anything about, like, uh, policy in chess at all? I, I don't think so. Well, one of the things that is very like hard they they usually do is shake their hands 
before they start playing. So I watched some of this candidates' tournament, and instead of shaking hands, they have shaking elbows. It's it's like they they don't take each other's hands because they were criticized in the beginning because everybody was fucking shaking hands with each other. And now at the in the middle of the tournament, they they started with like shaking elbows instead. Yeah, this is the new thing. Uh, yeah, that's what Biden and Bernie did at the last debate. Yeah. Uh, speaking of debate, yeah. I just saw yesterday Sanders says he's not dropping out of the camp uh, campaign and that he's planning on being at the debate in April. Uh, I guess it's okay. that's the last debate. Uh, so we're gonna have another debate unless you know the DNC decides to cheat and cancel a debate, which I would not be surprised that they would do. Me neither. And uh, talking about the election, uh, there are conservatives and there are Democrats. And Trump is going to tell the truth of what's your solution, conservatives? Hello, this is Trump, but Trump tells the truth. I'm sitting here in Bergen, Norway, in my isolation. Yes, I take a boat out of people's ha- away. Isolated my little apartment here, a place called Luxembourg in Bergen, Norway. Yeah, conservatives know you know where I am. But I have some questions today and I want them answered. This goes to all you conservatives out there. What happened to the free market enthusiasts? Yeah, the people said that the private sector and free market would solve every problem there is. I cannot see they done a shit during this corona crisis. What happened? You can solve everything. You can solve the environmental politics, race in politics, everything. We don't need any regulation, any laws to do anything. Because if you can do what the fuck you want, every problem in the world will solve themselves. Where are you now? Why am I asking these questions you want to know? Yeah, there's a few reasons why. First, what happened in some places who are conservative countries? Well, let me first take um, France. Yeah, Eni Macron is maybe a centrist, but he's far on the right too in many questions. He just nationalized the private hospitals in France. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I cannot use France as an example because France is always an enemy anyway. So let me take another another country. Oh, well, this man you really love. Yeah, the only fucking Brit he seems to love, Boris Johnson. Yes, he is the Prime Minister for the Conservative Party. He is an anti-European Union, just like you Conservative in the United States. And he blames everything on everything that happened on everyone else. Like people like me, liberals, social democrats, greens and every progressive there is. He just nationalized the railway system. (laughs) Did you know that? But I hear no conservatives mention it. Nothing on Fox News, nothing conservative blogs or anything. Is that great? Let's go to New Yang, former presidential candidate. He wants to have something called economic basic income. Yeah, that everyone gets some amount of money so they can stay in some elementary function of life. And he was criticized as hell. He was a commie. He was a fucking socialist. It was not all the shit storm you could put on it, you put on it. Suddenly, Trump comes up and says, "Nearly the same." He also want to give out checks with money to people. 
Wow, then it's a genius. You always criticize we cannot pay student debt because that's socialism. Well, what is giving money to rich people? Is that socialism? When you give money to big corporation, you say it's a stimulus package to keep the economy going. But what it really is, is handouts. Handouts to people who already have a lot of money. They want much money so they don't have to lose anything when they give big money to to their stockholders. Yeah, and some money so you can be re-elected. This is also socialism. This is exclusive, strange form of socialism because it's a benefit only a few people. The conservatives always claim that the free market is going to solve everything. What happened is the corona crisis grow larger and larger, more and more people die, and we see no solution. Will you then change your mind? Will you then have some rules and regulations? Because in your world, rules and regulations is only for all the other people in the world. When you come to business, pollution, being racist, everything else, it's like women rights or anything, you can, you can do what the fuck you want. Only thing you want to regulate is me smoking pot, saying dirty words, and saying what I fucking want. So, what happened to conservatives who had some principle? I really miss John McCain. I was disagreeing about him in a lot of politics, but he had some consistency. He stood for something, had a core. Conservatives today have no core, no principles, and nothing else. The only thing they know uh, is that they are against anybody else. Anybody else who has solutions and science, and even when people are dying around them, they blame anyone else. Brazil presidents now say, we're not going to do anything, because the coronavirus is a media hoax. Yeah, Trump said that also a few weeks ago. What does he do now? The situation now is shame. So I hope that some conservatives who still have principles stand up and say, this is bullshit. Yeah, I think Mitt Romney has said some, also very quiet days. But when Mitt Romney is considered a moderate, something's really fucked up. I'm fucking angry now, and I want your answer. What is fucking conservatives going to do about this? What are the free market solution on this? Can you give it to me? I'm going to ask this question again and again and again in different forms for the weeks and months to come. I want to see you stand up and say to the free, so-called free market, the enterprises who gives you millions of dollars and you give tax cuts and, and handouts to, what are they going to do with the fucking problem? Because the problem is not going away. You can blame Obama, you can blame people like me, you can blame the media, you can blame scientists, or you can say that this is a God punishment because too many people are gay. But the problem is there. So, what is your solution? Do you have any? Or are you just going to blame everyone else? I say, it's election time soon. Get these motherfuckers out of office. And every fucking office there is. This was Trump. If Trump tells the truth, have a fucking nice day. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you, Tron. Thank you for telling the truth this week. Uh, I had something to say. I, I realized one thing that people, when you're in your house and you're stuck around inside your house, or maybe mm-hmm. you live more out in the woods or like I do, and you're like, look, go outside your house and you look at your gutters and you go, 
man, my gutters are clogged. I should probably get up on a ladder and clean my gutters since I have all this extra time on my hands. Don't do that, is my suggestion to people, because if you get hurt, then you're just going to clog up the hospitals more, and we need all the room in the hospitals we get. So don't get on your roof and try to fix your chimney or your shingles or, you know, don't do anything kind of a little bit extra dangerous just because it seems like a good idea, because right now it's not a good idea. Don't you think that's a good message, Fro? Dude, that's a super good message. It's almost like you did something like that. Uh, well, I thought uh, about it. I thought about doing something like that, and I was like, this is probably a bad idea. And so I, I was like, there's probably somebody else out there thinking about doing something stupid as well. <laughs> hey, uh, talk about things that are not stupid. You can email us on another digital system at gmail.com. That's another digital system in one word. At gmail.com, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at podcast ADC. At podcast ADC, we are a member of Pod All the Time Network. Tell me about that, Luke. Pod All the Time Network, a uh, network for podcasts, helping podcasts on Twitter. Uh, go check them out. Uh, Pod All the Time Network on Twitter. Uh, and also, one of the podcasts that's also in our network, Round and Round the Podcast, uh, two Navy buddies trying to make sense of this wacky world. Uh, also members of the pod all the time network as we are that's at pod all the time pn uh, at pod all the time pn that's pod all the time network oh we are also on facebook uh, another digital citizen on facebook we have gotten a comment there from uh, jeremy thank you jeremy what did jeremy say about last week's show he says eurovision cancelled Victory! And people thought no good would come of this virus. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Fro is not happy that Eurovision's gone. No, he's not very happy about that at all. I randomly saw the Russian song this week because, you know, because you send me oh, songs every week, that, now that YouTube was, yeah, YouTube was, just starts recommending me Eurovision songs occasionally. Yeah, and I saw the yeah. thumbnail of it, and I could not not click it, almost. Because it's the most ridiculous thing ever. It is so ingloriously funny. It is so incredibly bad. Right. That it has to crazy. be memed. I'm, I'm, there's got to be a million clips in this that could be used for some kind of meme, so... But then let's talk a little about Eurovision because it was clear this uh, week that uh, uh, all the contestants that was this year, their songs are not qualified for next year. I just have to say that their songs are not qualified for next year. That means that if the country wants to use the same artist, they just have to pick a new song. Right. It's a country's individually. Right. Uh, speaking of YouTube, YouTube will default videos to standard quality worldwide, it's saying. Uh, YouTube, yeah. uh, Google confirmed to IGN in a statement that it will default to standard div- uh, definition starting today, which was yesterday, so it's already happened. Uh, last week, Google announced it will temporarily def- default all videos on, on YouTube to standard definition, uh... We will continue to work closely with the governments and network operators around the globe to do our part to minimize the stress on system on the system during the unprecedented situation. 
last week we announced that temporarily all videos on YouTube to standard definition in the EU, given the global nature of this crisis, we will expand that change globally starting today. So this is all because there's there's so many people home at home using the internet that it's starting to become a strain on the actual internet and there's not quite enough inf infrastructure to have everybody at home all at once. Uh, yeah. YouTube, YouTube isn't the only company trying to uh, decrease no. strain on internet networks. PlayStation announced it will slow game downloads in Europe to decrease bandwidth strain. Yeah. Netflix, Amazon, Apple, and Facebook also made similar promises to comply with different governments' requests to reduce uh, mm -hmm. bit rates for videos as more countries put citizens in quarantine. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not super surprised by this. I, I think mean, it's super interesting, though, the idea that yeah. if we're all, if this this is a, a reason to definitely increase the strength of our net, uh, internet networks in all countries, because this could yeah. just happen again in 20 years, and we're all going to be stuck in our houses again, maybe even for longer, and we don't want it there to be a huge strain on the system. Uh, I I kind of have a strange story to tell about that because every torrent site I am on, and I mean absolutely almost everybody, has free free leech right now because of the coronavirus. They're saying like we don't want our users to think about uh, download and ratio right now, so we're just going to make everything privilege. Huh, okay. <laughs> that seems yeah. like it would be worse for, like, uh, everybody because it would slow down people in your it, network it will, area. But, yeah, it will, but, but it also will make it easier for people to uh, get the content they will want. That they to want, right, without, that makes sense. Yeah, thinking about ratio. But, uh, yeah, talking about things I should download, uh, tell me about the Big Brother. We talked about Big Brother Germany last week and a little about Big Brother Canada last week, but Big Brother Canada mm -hmm. ends season early due to coronavirus developments. Uh, just over a week after announcing production w was still underway on Big Brother Canada, producers now say that the reality show has ended early. Uh, Global and Insight Productions say uh, season 8 is now done. In light of developments in Ontario, uh, the company, uh, that's where they film, is Ontario, Canada. The company says they have no plans to resume production at a later date for this season. Uh, the final two episodes will air today, Wednesday, and, and next Wednesday, April 1st. A winner will not be named for this season. Uh, the move to end the show came after Ontario ordered a mandatory closure of all non-essential workplaces in the province starting Tuesday night. So they, the cameraman's, cameramen and production people weren't even allowed to come there So they, because non-essential businesses were closed. Obviously, this is not an essential business, bro. Uh, so they shut down production and they just because the province said they couldn't run, run it anymore. Um, this, I don't know if this has ever happened. This is a first in Big Brother history. First for television, I think. Yeah, yeah. I find it, I find it uh, extremely. I'm not going to use the word strange, but I, I and it, and it's not even sad. It's just like, it's it's just a situation we are in. 
that seems a little like... Yeah, and hmm. another thing that happened, well, at least what I heard, is right before they announced this, uh, some of the staff had kind of boycotted coming in in the first place because there were, uh, in Ontario, they already had certain restrictions, and some of these people had maybe health issues, and so they were running low, low staff already because people just didn't want to go right. to work because they didn't want to risk it. Um, I can tell parents on that. And so when the Ontario announced the mandatory closure of all non-essential workplaces, they were like, we got to shut it down. But it's interesting because we are going to get two more episodes, mm -hmm. uh, one tonight and one next Wednesday, which should be very interesting episodes. And, like, you're somebody who binges Big Brother, so you could yeah. binge it all yeah. this week or tomorrow, and you'll have next yeah. week, you'll have the last episode, so. Yeah. That's probably what I'm going It has to do. been crazy. Uh, this week, two people got kicked out. One for basically threatening to shoot shoot a guy outside the house. So he basically said, wow. oh, all those big muscles aren't going to help you when somebody comes up and pop, pop, I think is what he said to the guy. Uh, which obviously is a threat on somebody's life, which is against any Big Brother rules in any country. You can't do that. Uh, but multiple people right. got kicked out of the house. Uh this week and then so yeah it's been an interesting season it just now it's done i'm I, i'm sad because it was one of the things that was really like every few days i'd be like oh good awesome i got a big brother to watch you know because i don't right. have much to do right now and now i don't have big brother anymore so that's sad mm. but i have seen a lot of tv this week i'm going to start with motherland fort salem because i'm going to guess that you're on have not seen this. Have I did. You? you did. Yeah. Oh, whenever you okay. guess, I didn't see it. That probably means I did. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Freeform. Uh, it's uh, about witches and also. No, let me explain this a little better. Okay, it's actually okay. the concept is one of the most ridiculous things ever. So imagine in a alternate reality where witches are real. Number one, you got to accept that witches are real, right. but the Salem witch trials here in America happened mm -hmm. just like they did, except witches were actually real. Uh, and yeah. the witches and the U.S. government made a treaty uh, to not fight each other anymore. And not the uh, people wouldn't kill the witches as long as the witches worked with the U.S. Army and the U.S. government <laughs> to battle the, the, the Europeans or the British. Right, so the mm -hmm. the witches helped the U.S. gain independence from the British, and then became an integral part of fighting the U.S. Army's wars until some kind of other witch faction came in to try to take over the world. <laughs> yes, that is the most ridiculous thing ever when you think about it. But I love this show. <laughs> this was the biggest think... piece of propaganda ever though you have to admit that oh yeah yeah oh no i i agree but uh, the acting is good and um i think the script is very very interesting i think you should because i i was gonna, going to say oh i think you should see this just because of the propaganda reasons of it in the show i think it's very like it's up there of of the most propaganda shows i have ever seen and also enjoyed <laughs> at the same time I did not like I'm, the show. Go ahead, give yeah. it give it a score. No, I, I I'm going to give it a seven. 
I thought the show was awful. I thought the script writing was probably the worst script I've maybe heard in a really long time. Uh, like you said, tons of propaganda. The acting's really terrible. I actually have no idea, like, uh, there's, like, these certain parts of it where you're like, that is just unrealistic, where the girl's standing on the side of the, they're running in the woods, and then there's this other girl, like, right. standing off to the side, and she's like, hey, how's it going? And then they just become lovers, <laughs> just out of nowhere. It's just like, okay, what? Like, what is happening? Is Every show has to be like this, where, you know, uh... Oh, by the way, we're we're also lovers. Uh, I yeah, the show was really. I gave it a two point five. Oh, like when he does green. Uh, what else have you seen? Uh, Feel Good. It was a show on Netflix, huh. I believe. Yes. Yes. Did yeah. you see this? Yes. Uh, About the stand-up comedian. <laughs> right, uh, who I believe is actually a stand-up comedian, um, like in real life, because uh, I've, I've seen her stand-up before, uh, Mae Martin. It's also got Lisa, Lisa Kudrow in it. Uh, it's about a girl who is kind of living in her own world, uh, in the sense that she just wants to be left alone, but the world always kind of comes in and... Uh, forces her to do things. She's very millennial-esque like that, I guess. Uh, and it's her getting in a relationship with another woman uh, and them trying to kind of work on the relationship, but neither one of them being very... What's a good word for it? Apt apt at having a relationship with another human being. Right. <laughs> to, to say it mildly. Right. No, none of them should be in a relationship. This was not my kind of show, but... The storyline was okay. The acting is actually really good. The cinematography is decent. Um, yep. I gave it a five right in the middle because I know a lot of people would really like it, but it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, no, I gave it a 4.5 because, like you said, it's it's good, but it's just like it's not my cup of tea. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to engage in that show, to, to be honest. But it's not going to be um, my my least favorite show. So no, far it's super average. Exactly, it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Right, so it's probably good for everybody else that cares about it. But I, I I'm not in the group that should care. It just or... it felt a little bland in the sense that yeah. it, they're never really at least the parts that I saw. They're never really like the biggest thing is she has uh is trying to or. She used to have an addiction, and she's always being, like, accused of, oh, or being treated like uh, a child because she had an addiction years ago. And that never really, it always is just kind of this go going thing. It never really crescendos and becomes a big deal. I don't know. But it's not as bad as the Netflix thing I saw this week called The English Game, Luke. Have you, did you see this? Uh, no, I saw the commercial for it. Yeah, it's uh, about the invasion of football, the real thing that you play with your feet, mm -hmm. not your hand. That's called hand egg. Um, so, if FIFA ever tried to make a very boring show about football, 
this would be the uh, show. I watched two episodes and I'm fucking out of it. It is extremely trite and boring. I give it a two out of ten. And I love football. <laughs> right, it, it, it's kind of set in uh, oldie times. What, what, six, yes. 17th, 18th century? I'm not really sure. It looked like that to me. It's very trying to be the queen. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, but with football. About yeah, I football. saw it and went, this doesn't really look like something I want to watch. Uh, something I didn't think I wanted to watch, but then realized, wow, uh, this is actually pretty good. Little Fires Everywhere from? Oh, very good. Uh, I'm very happy that you saw this. It, yeah, I saw the first half of it. How much of this did you see? I this is the Hulu show. I saw four episodes. That sounds like about. I don't remember how many episodes there were, or, but uh, it sounds about. We're about at the same spot. Yeah. Um, it's about a woman who, uh, her and her daughter are not homeless. They travel because she's an artist, but. We, uh, right. I don't really want to go too deep into it, that that whole part of it. Uh, but then Reith, Reese Witherspoon sees her, li- like, staying in her car, and she kind of pities her and gives her an apartment to stay in for cheap and gives her a job. But the woman the whole time seems very put off by this, um, and it goes from there. I, you, I can't really go deep into it because there's a whole, like, kind of mystery element of the show, kind of. It starts out, the end, you see... The very beginning is the end of the whole show, right, Fro? Yes. And then it's the whole point of the show is the mystery to get to figure out why that happened. Um, and I'm super intrigued. I'm going to continue to watch it tonight. I'll probably finish it tonight, to be honest. It's so good. And it's based on a book. I have not read the book. I'm definitely going to read the book after I've seen the show because the show is really, really good. I love that it's like uh, uh, it's about uh, adoption in a way and there's so many layers to this and I just yeah it's just I love it I can tell even at the point that I am now that there's little things that I'm seeing that I'm like oh those are going to come up that's going to come up at the end and be Uh actually a way bigger thing then we realize, like, I think I know what's going on in the story, but I could totally be wrong as well. But it is a very satisfying mystery drama, is what I would call it. Mystery yeah. drama. Yeah. I gave it a uh, 8.5. I gave it a 7.5. Yeah. Could go higher by the end. We'll see. Uh, let's see what other thing did I see. I saw the next this week. This is from BBC One. Okay. It's uh, about a pair of people that can't get uh, kids uh, that are pretty wealthy. All right. Uh, and they meet this teenager girl that uh, is very crazy and very, like, out there. And uh, the lady um, that is in this... Uh, tries to, like, get her to have this kid for them and things like that. It is very 
I did not think I was going to like this either. And the first episode is at least so interesting that I'm I'm very excited to see what's happening. But I'm not going to give it a stronger than a seven because it's very um, formalistic to say it that way. All right, I saw something you saw last week. Uh, Tiger King. Uh, it got no. I soup- didn't say I didn't say see that last week because I didn't mention it because it's last on my list. <laughs> oh really? I thought you. Said, oh right. Cause we, we 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 talked about it. We talked about it. Okay. Uh, right. Off the show. Right. Uh, yeah, this was hugely hyped this week. I mean, everybody online was talking yeah. about it. Uh, everybody was like, holy crap, this is crazy. On the Rogan yeah. show, they were talking about it. On a bunch of other podcasts, I, they were talking about it. It was crazy. I admit it was totally crazy, but it was definitely similar to a number of Netflix shows I've seen as of late. Right, like they have this formula they're working with, and um, I'm starting to see the formula, and that formula needs to be changed every once in a while. Otherwise, these shows are going to start to seem very formulaic and very I don't know. We find a, a we find a subject matter, and we make this. It, it's every uh, uh, don't fuck with cats was kind of the first one they did like this. I would say right, and then there's been a couple since then, and then this one. Or maybe uh, How to Make a Murderer. Maybe that was the first one. Right. I don't remember which one came first, but it was very popular, How to Make a Murderer. And then they started making these shows like this, and they're all very popular. I just see the formula, and I'm starting... The formula's starting to wear down on me. Saying that, I really like the content of this. I I thought the story was really interesting. What do you think? This is my favorite show this year so far I just freaking fucking loved it it is totally up my alley Uh, I have heard about this man before so I I, uh, have heard of him uh, from uh, Justin uh, not Justin Trow Justin yeah well that guy, uh, uh, the uh, documentary maker, uh, and uh, he ma- made a, a short little like thirty-minute thing about him. And after that, I have followed Joe Exotic, and it was very fun to uh, follow him in two thousand and sixteen when he did the election thing and he was going going to become president. I'm not going to spoil anything in the show. But but that's part of it. But what happened after and things like that, I did not know that. So I I find the subject matter interesting. I find everybody in this documentary extremely interesting, and I I I am definitely going to see it again. See it again? Okay. I I wouldn't watch it again, but I mean it's decent. I gave it a. Uh, Seven? Yeah, for me, this is a ten out of ten. I just fucking love this. Sure. I mean, a super standard documentary, uh, Netflix TV show documentary, nothing special there. Very interesting su- subject matter. Uh, I think you're next, actually. Uh, I saw 100 Humans, because you actually 
uh, wanted me to see that. Uh, it's on Netflix this as well. Right. Uh, Compare it to Mythbusters. How close to uh, the Adam Savage Mythbusters Netflix show is this? Because it felt similar to me. It felt very similar. Other than there are some human connections that I make the, made in this that I didn't make in the uh, in his show. Where there are some people that I really like, like the uh, old uh, Afro-American guy, uh, uh, some other uh, people, uh, especially in the episode where they did uh, the shooting thing. I actually cried when 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 they did the shooting thing because I I. I, I've talked about this before, I'm a pacifist, and I felt so bad for that girl that shot him. And, yeah. Sure, right. Um, in real life. But uh, this is very standard. I I give this show a six and a half. Yeah, what did I give it? Let me double check what I gave it last week. Uh, I gave it a five and a half. So, yeah, we were close. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see, I saw Council of Dads, who came out yesterday yeah. on NBC, uh, just one episode mm-hmm. of this, did you see this? Yes. Um, it's a show that existed, <laughs> and I'm not sure who edited this, but it was like these jumps in time, and you're just all of a sudden like, what, years in the future, and they don't notify yeah. you at all, yeah. and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Nothing. It was so confusing. And I felt like this show fit every... This is every 2019-2020 show in a nutshell. In one show, they were like... Had all the tropes that all the new shows have to have. Like, they had all of it in here that's like... The, uh, whatever... Uh, social justice pandering and all this other, all these other things, and then the cancer, and then all these other... You know what I mean? It just... It hit every little thing that, like... Uh, if you were in a focus group creating a TV show, you had to hit all these points. This show hit all those points. You know what I mean? Uh, this is about... Mm-hmm. Or you want to go into what it's about, I guess? No, come on. You, you, it's your turn. Uh, yeah, this is, this is about a, a guy who gets cancer, uh, and he, he's got a family who... He's got four kids... Uh, the cancer starts to get better, like, halfway through the show, because, like I said, it just jumps in time randomly in the show. Um, uh, and then at the, towards the end of this first episode, it starts to get bad again, uh, and he, he wants to put together a council of dads, hence the show, so he's got multiple guys to help raise his kids when he dies, that his wife can rely on for, I think he said a year after he died, he wanted them to stick around as like mm-hmm. surrogate dads, basically and called the council of dads. Uh, it was a terrible show. I don't know. What'd you think? Uh, the, the, the time jumps, the editing, the acting, there's nothing really redeeming with this show, but I I can't say it's it's super duper bad, but it felt very generic and like you said, it, it felt like every other show around right now is trying to do exactly the fucking same as this show did. 
So to the I point where I, I'm, it's getting. Uh, that's exactly what I gave it as a three point five. To the point, yeah. like it's so it was so predictable in in, in its tropes. To the uh, yeah. where at the end of it, I was like, wait, none of the kids were gay. And then right at the end, <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, no, all right, all right. <laughs> Like I was like this this show had every trope except for this one it didn't have one of the kids yeah. weren't gay and then right at the end you're like oh wait never mind he's not gay but he's uh, transgender okay right. they did it they right. just did it right at the very end um <laughs> and then there was a part where she they find out she's pregnant this part really actually offended yeah. it offended it, me cuz this was like a proof that the show was written by rich people who don't really understand what's going on in America right now where she they find out she's pregnant and she goes we're going to have five kids and he goes we're going to have five kids and they get all super happy and it's like wait this guy has cancer so you're paying for cancer treatment you already have four kids and you paying all all these other th what jobs do these people have where they can have five kids and pay for cancer treatment and have a house on the lake you know what i mean it's like uh this this show lives in some kind of crazy fantasy land that doesn't exist in America. <laughs> mm. uh, another Netflix show I saw this week, two episodes and I'm out. Freud! Did you see this? What is it called? Freud. Oh, no, I didn't. About Sigmund Freud. I didn't even see it. I, know, I knew it came out. I didn't see the trailer, even. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, another custom <laughs> drama. Again. Uh, I'm very, very into Sigmund Freud. I have studied uh, his works and I have read a lot of psychiatry and things like that. So okay. I was very excited to see this. Uh, this is shit. Uh, I gave it uh, 2.5. It's just bad. Stay away from it. Yeah, I had saw... Well, I the first time I saw it came out was yesterday and I was like, maybe I'll give it a chance next week, but Maybe not now. No. Oh, don't. <laughs> really weird. Uh, I only saw one more thing. Have you seen any? Okay. How many more things have you seen? One more thing. Okay. The last thing I saw was Dark Side of the Ring, Season 2. Cool. Uh, is this what you <laughs> saw as well? Yes. Uh, the first two episodes par uh, yeah. was a two-parter, I guess. So uh, yeah. this was about the Chris Benoit uh, murders. And I guess the yeah. rest of the season, the rest of the episodes are going to be about other stuff. But so far, this first two episodes were very interesting. I think I'll continue mm -hmm. watching it, but we'll see where it goes from here. And if I, they say it says they're going to have a new Jack episode. I'm really interested to see that one. I I didn't know uh, a lot about the Chris Benoit thing. I came into wrestling after he killed his family and things like that. Oh, okay. I've heard the name. And I of course I knew uh, when I came in contact with you guys. Uh, I I think I that's the first time when I heard about it was on on uh, on, uh, on uh, that wrestling show that I did uh, before the wrestling show I do now. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think I just heard about it and then I started watching some of his matches and I really think he's uh, one of the best wrestlers. Uh, the war actually i really like his wrestling style and then i heard about this like this thing about like wwe trying to almost delete him from history so i found this extremely interesting and i gave this two first episodes uh an eight 
Yeah, I thought it was good. It, again, very standard documentary style, but not even as good of a documentary style as uh, oh. Tiger King, probably. Like, it felt more oh. like um, lower-level documentary, uh, cheap, cheap documentary. I gave this a 6.5 for the first two episodes, but I'm, like I said, really interested for the... New Jack episode, I think that's one you should look out for, because that guy ha had a crazy story in the wrestling business. Uh, just uh, People were afraid to wrestle New Jack at certain points, but I mean, the Chris Benoit story is a very sad one. I definitely teared up a few times in this one, because I lived through it uh, as a wrestling fan, and it was definitely a time where uh, first it was Eddie, and then it was Benoit, and it all happened kind of so quickly uh, back to back that everybody was just thrown for a loop. And then I remember the night it happened, like going on the dirt sheets and seeing people, uh, oh, it's radon poisoning and all these things. So, yeah, it was crazy to relive kind of in TV form. Right. Well, uh, audience, we have decided to not cover uh, Eurovision anymore because there's no fucking sense of covering Eurovision. I can hear uh, somebody in the United States being very happy, and his name is Jeremy. But we are replacing it with something. We are replacing it with uh, Vampires. That's uh, uh, the official title of the show, Vampires. Why am I calling it Vampires, Luke? Uh, because it's about vampires. Uh, let's see. Description of episode one of Vampires. A high school girl like any other is the name of this episode. Born in mm -hmm. a, a family of vampires, high schooler Doña uh, begins to rebel against her mother's strict rules and the pills she is forced to swallow each day. Right, so mm -hmm. her family are all vampires, but her mother has developed some kind of pill that she can take that kind of suppresses her vampire urges or her turning mm -hmm. into a vampire where she can still walk around during the day, even though she's got vampire blood. Is that what we're to understand? Mm -hmm. And then we find out more yeah. about her vampireness in later in episode one, right? right? I mean, this is very French. Oui, oui. I saw it with the French audio. Uh, Luke saw it with English audio. You said the acting there was okay. I thought the French one was okay. This is very trying to be gritty. And when people are trying to be gritty, that takes away from it. And when I'm saying gritty, I, I mean the way that it's filmed. It's filmed very with dust. Very much light. And and really trying to sh uh, to be very independent and very uh, rough and very, yeah, like I said, it's just trying to be something it definitely isn't. That takes away from this a little. Uh, other than that, it's totally okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little boring and trite, but I'm, I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm, I mean, the acting is it's okay, and I'm kind of interested in what's going to happen because she stopped taking her pills and things like that. And uh, yeah, what did you think? Uh, I mean, we end this episode. We find out 
she is half vampire, half human is what we think uh, is what's happening here. So she's like uh, a mixed breed vampire uh, where her her brother and sister are full vampires. So I guess she probably has another dad because they all have the same mom. Is that what we're assuming? But then we also find out she has another brother who was stolen as a child from a group, like a high-powered group of vampires, uh, who I don't think that guy is even related to any of them, is my guess. And then at the end, kind of the cliffhanger of this episode is that she uh, bites her boyfriend, her high school boyfriend. She bites him because she's not taking her pills on the neck, obviously, vampire style. Uh, When they're sneaking into a pool at night, and then the cops show up, they're shining the lights on them, and we kind of are wondering, okay, are they going to get arrested, or what's going to happen? And she's got blood all over her face, right? So, Yeah, like you said, I, I, it's it's super generic and trying to be gritty, so... I wouldn't I'm say it's generic in any uh, way. Uh, I don't know what you mean eh? by generic. I don't know what you mean by generic, exactly. A generic vampire show. I didn't think it was a generic because in the sen- in the sense that like uh, maybe it's the Frenchness of it that they have like the family and there's like this underground society of vampires. Right. It's like this. That, um, that part is different than other vampire shows. I would say yeah. this is a combination. It's like French Twilight mixed with Blade. Yes. Right. It's kind of a <laughs> mixture of all those things. Um, uh, and in that sense, I don't know. I'd give it. Give, I'd give this episode uh, a seven. Okay, I would give it a six point five. Okay, so we're really, really, really close. I'm. I'm, like I'm sure other people would like this way better than us, but it is kind of a teen yeah. teen vampire drama. So, oh, very much. And uh, there are some filmmatic things there that they are really trying to look like let the right one in. I'm not saying they are following the same formula, but it, it, uh, film-wise, it's, they're, they're stealing a lot of things from, from other shows. But well, but it's without... funny because that, well, the original movie, it took a lot of inspiration from movies before it, and it stole a lot from those movies. So I think it's just they're stealing from all vampire movies. Both of those films are, right? So... Okay, now we're going to do the most meta thing that we have ever done on this podcast. (laughs) Because we are going to talk about the guy who did not like musicals with the guy that doesn't like musicals. Look. Mm -hmm. That is, you don't get more meta than that, I think. Okay. I don't think so. So... What is the guy who didn't like musicals look? Uh, it's just a musical about, um, it's like a guy who just lives a regular life and then a storm happens as far as I can tell and it Mm -hmm. causes aliens to come down and take over people's brains causing them to sing. So basically the aliens sing and that's the musical part of the musical. Um, and it's him trying to save the world, I guess. So, uh, the name of it didn't really go with necessarily what I thought it was going to be about. Uh, it was more, it was more trying to be a sci-fi stage play, but this was a very 
cheaply done stage play on a sound stage in Los Angeles. Right. And uh, we watched it with our good friend. So that was very nice. Hi, Jeremy. And he's a musical director, so I asked him some musical directing things and things like that. So he he said it, it, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> so that's coming from a musical director, so I, I guess that's good. Uh, a little about it. Uh, the guy that didn't like musicals is a harm comedy musical uh, with music and lyrics by Jeff Blim. And a book by Matt and Nick Lang, loosely inspired uh, by the invasion of body snatchers. It is the 11th pro stage production by Starkid Production. We will talk a little about that a little later. Uh, the show uh, follows Paul, an average guy that doesn't like musicals, hence the title. And his tone that is overcome by musical Aliens Hive Mind. And the show ran from October 11th, 2018 to November 4th, 2018 at the Matrix Theater in Los Angeles, California. A recording of the musical was uploaded on YouTube on December 24th, 2018. Founding for the show was done in, through Kickstarter, similar to Starkid's most recent shows. The uh, pro project raised... Uh, $127,792 euros through 38,419 backers of its uh, 60,000 goals. So I would say that's pretty successful. When you say that? Uh, I guess so. I'm not really sure. I don't know what successful is in stage plays because I have no concept of that. <laughs> No, no, but, but if they asked for 60000 and they got 127000 I would say that's a... Well, yeah, a, I mean, money-wise, right. But, it, yeah, right, but they're spending it, so what was the return on that that money they got back, I guess? We don't know that. Right. Uh, I'm looking up the Matrix Theater Company, the, the actual place, just to see... If Barry was filmed here, and no, Barry was not filmed here. But it looks like the, the place oh. for Barry. Yes. Uh, the guy that didn't like musicals, generally positive uh, reviews from local production publications. Musical also has a 8.5 rating out of 10 on IMDb. And it has received 15 nominations in 12 categories at 20... 19 Broadway uh, World.com Los Angeles Regional Awards. What does that mean? <laughs> it has received a lot of awards okay. from Broadway.com Local Angeles Regional Awards. Uh, for example, it was nominated for Best Musical, it won for Best Leading Actor in the Musical. Okay. For example, yeah, for example. But uh, let's uh, go a little back. Uh, let's go a little into what Star Kids is. And uh, what you don't tell me about that, Luke. Uh, also known as Star or Team Star Kid, Star Team Productions is a American musical theater company founded in 2009 at the University of Michigan. Oh, weird. Okay. 
Darren Christ, uh, Darren Chris, maybe Brian Holden, Matt Lang, and Nick Lang. There's your writers of the book, uh, widely known for their musical, a very Potter musical, a parody on the Harry Potter series. The troupe produces musical comedies inspired by pop culture with original script songs and music. Uh, Starkid utilizes social media, mainly YouTube, to distribute its content. Where that's where we watched it. Uh, Star Kids yeah. repertoire additionally consists of albums, concerts, web series, sketch comedies, and books. Uh, the company album, the company's album, Me and My Dick, featuring original songs and music, became the first charting student produced musical recording on Billboard, deb debuting at 11 uh, in 2010. The following year, it landed at number one on the same chart. Oh, they landed on number one uh, with the same of the same chart with the album Starship, which was another mm -hmm. just uh, music album. Yes, it's one of their uh, musicals. It's based on Starship Troopers and the Little Mermaid. It's one of my favorites. I really like that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say that the guy who didn't like musicals there is their best musical. I don't think it is. But I, I wanted to watch that because it's one of the most meta things I could think of. Watching with you was a musical about a guy that doesn't like musical with a guy that doesn't like musicals. It's and just called that, that, though. Like, you make you make it out like that, but it really isn't. Like, it barely is about, like, the guy kind of doesn't like musicals. That's like a side plot of the actual story of the, of the right. musical. Well, I understand that, but it's an important uh, plot device. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, it's not like the whole play is about, uh, trying to convince a guy to like musicals. It's, no. it's more, no. it's like a sci-fi thing more than anything else, like I said. Uh, a lot of, it's very cheesy, but they do it in a cheesy way on purpose, kind of. Uh, yes. where the special effects are done bad on purpose, and, some of the jokes are bad on purpose, where they like they mug at the camera, like uh, Three's <laughs> Company, Mister Roper style. Uh, right. And some, you know, there's uh, crude humor in there. I guess ba bathroom jokes. I guess people would call them or whatever. Uh, oh yeah. It's for you know uh, teenagers on YouTube to enjoy if they like musicals. I still didn't like it because it's a musical. Uh, I was fairly bored by it. I mean. This story, all in all, could have been told, you know, in 30 minutes, but they sung a lot. That's really what happened here. Right. Now, we didn't watch this because <laughs> you were going to enjoy it. <laughs> That's for fucking sure. <laughs> then we would watch something else. But, uh, uh, no, I, I, I think I, I'm going to let you do a score on it i'm i'm going to predict it's going to be lower than five on the musical scale oh i don't even know i don't know how to score it because i don't have any frame of reference to like base it off of so i i really don't know uh two maybe yeah <laughs> i was just going to say that i'm going to guess two <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, of their musicals, I think this is one of their uh, least good ones. That's my personal opinion. I think their Harry Potter ones are more funny, for example. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, if you go to star uh, team uh, starkid.com, you okay. can uh, go uh, there. And we have some, there you can see every musical there are, every show they have, some music. And you can order a DVD download of their music, newest, newest musical Black Friday that is a sequel to this musical, by the way. Um, oh, see, if you go back to uh the their wikipedia they have one art that's coming out that's uh hasn't been released yet nerdy prudes must die is it says yeah, that's the one. that they're currently working on that's going to be i guess it's a sequel to the guy who didn't like musicals which black friday was also yeah. like i guess it's a yeah. it's a series of musicals right. starting with the guy who didn't like musicals this is what it yeah. looks like I I wasn't super impressed by Black Friday either. I saw that this week. I, I think that's actually their worst so so far. I think if you really want to see a good musical by them, you should see Twisted, the untold story of the Royal Vizier. I think that's maybe their best ones. It's a spoof of uh, of uh, of uh, the. Disney uh, one that I don't remember right now, uh, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I think that's maybe their best ones, and it's based on Aladdin, uh, another Disney movie that I really liked. But uh, and also their their uh, the trail to Oregon based on the <laughs> Oregon Trail video game series. <laughs> Actually, it's very very good. I think that's their two best ones with uh, the Harry Potter. Potter ones, but uh, I would give it a 6.5 on a musical scale. So it's not getting tremendously good uh, here from here either. Okay. Um, let's see. Go to their store, I guess. I mean, there's not much info other than just like the shows and musicals uh, and where to buy stuff. Uh, but if you go to their store, uh, they got a plushie. You can oh it's sold out yeah it's sold out yeah. you can't get that anymore the black, yeah the Black Friday plushie it's cute uh cute. yeah I don't think uh oh yeah it's sold out there too okay yeah you can't buy the plushie anymore but mostly they're just selling <laughs> DVDs and shit yeah which is kind of weird because you can just watch it for free on YouTube so I'm not really sure why you would buy a fifteen dollar DVD of something you can just get on YouTube but maybe you just want to support them maybe that's the idea. And also, there there are some other um, like uh, commentary and things like that. Oh right, so behind the scenes stuff and things like that. I guess so. Right. Yeah. So, for example, bonus features on, for example, uh, uh, the one that we watched. Uh, let's find out very uh, fast. Guy that didn't like musicals. Uh, what is the specials here? Uh, being a, bonus features will be delivered. Yes, digital. Okay, it doesn't say. Uh, but uh, it it has bonus things if you buy, pay for it. So I guess that's why. But uh, of course they are running this with commercials on YouTube if you don't have premium and things like that. So. Oh right, I I, I guess so. It. Uh, unless you are watching it on 
your computer and you have any type of uh, ad blocker. Right. But uh, speaking of commercials, actually, I was just mentioned this. I've been watching, seeing a lot of commercials on TV and on YouTube when I watch it on my phone or on t- on my TV. Uh, for mm-hmm. fast food here in America, Fro, and they're advertising, oh. they've changed their advertising to accommodate the virus, Fro. Yeah, I saw I saw a McDonald's commercial, or was it Burger King? No, it was Burger King. I've seen both, and Wendy's I've seen, uh, and Taco Bell. I've seen all do commercials where they're like, talking about uh, free delivery, char- no uh, delivery with no charge or something like that. Right. That's interesting. I mean, they have to change their business model, you know what I mean, to, like, uh, fit the times, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. But it's weird to see uh, the virus being used in advertising, I guess is my point. (laughs) Oh, definitely. But uh, let's talk about more movies. Yeah, movies. Uh, Let's talk about the film festival circuit. Can film festival postpone potentially till? June or July, I'm guessing it'll probably be even possibly later than that. Yeah. Uh, Francis well, Cannes Film Festival, arguably the world's most prestigious film festival and Simmons' largest annual gathering, has postponed its 73rd edition due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, organizers of the French Riviera Festival, scheduled to take place May 12th through the 23rd, said Thursday they will. They are considering moving the festival to the end of June or beginning of July, so... Uh, they haven't set a, odd, a hard date. I think they're just probably playing it by ear, but uh, definitely an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Uh, also interesting, the drive-in relic of yesterday finds itself suited to now. Because in New York, the drive-in theater's long nostalgia act in the multiplex world is experiencing a momentum return. Uh... Because uh, people can't go to the movies because Corona. Right, so people are going to drive in because you just stay in your car and uh, you don't have to get out. You don't have to uh, be in a big theater with a whole bunch of people coughing over your shoulder. You can just be in there with your family away from everybody. Uh, So if you want to go watch a movie, I guess that's... They they probably don't have a lot of drive-ins in Norway, I'm guessing. Well... I was just going to tell you that that they, had, that they created one down at Strandtorget here in Lillehammer just because of this. Oh, really? And it, yes, but it was extremely costly. It cost the fifteen bucks to get in. Wow. Okay. Does that include like a yeah. soda or anything? No, mm. nothing. Just just to be there. Right, and you'd and have, you'd have to have a car as well to drive in, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and I have a car. Uh, if you do have a car and you're living in America and you want to find a drive-in movie theater because they're, believe it or not, very rare, they don't really exist anymore, uh, but there is a website called driveinmovie.com. Uh, it's driveinmovie, all one word, dot com, uh, where you can search where the closest drive-in movie theater is to you. Do that. I have seen some movies this week. Let's start with an oldie but goodie, uh, or baddie, I should say, because this has been on my list for the longest time. It's Tracy Rich Asian. Um, I have just not got around to see this movie. Okay. I've heard a lot about it, uh, but 
uh, I just haven't had. Uh, it w- it wasn't high on my priority list to say it that way. Uh, but this week, my dad asked me, "Hey, do you want to see a movie?" And I was like, "Sure." And I was go- going through movies I haven't seen. That's on Netflix, and Crazy Rich Asians are on Netflix, uh-huh. at least in Norway. Uh, but this is not a good movie. It is incredibly trite, incredibly boring. About rich people, I don't care two fucks about. It is one of the most two hours of my life boring things I can remember I have had in quite a while. I give it a two, and that's just because there's very beautiful scenography. There's nothing interesting about People, I guess it's good acting, but I don't fucking care. I remember it was like a big deal when it came out, and then nobody's talked about it since. Uh, I saw a movie on Hulu. Uh, It was a Hulu movie, Big Time Adolescence, with Pete Davidson, and Machine Gun Kelly was also in this film. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, And a few other people you would totally recognize, like uh, John Cryer. Is in this as well. Huh. Um, I'm not a Pete Davidson fan. I think he's horrible comedian. I never really liked him mm-hmm. in anything. Uh, he's kind of got a little bit of a following, but uh, I'd never really liked him. Uh, and he's not that great of an actor in this film either. Sorry, go ahead. Right. No, I liked him on SNL. I said. Right, I don't really... Yeah, I didn't think he was good on there, but I didn't really like anything on SNL recently. Uh, this is kind of a coming-of-age story where, like, the young, there's a young kid and his sister's boyfriend is an old, the older guy who he wants to hang out with because he thinks he's cool, but then his sister breaks up with him and the kid keeps hanging out with the older friend and kind of goes down the road of, like, a... Uh, hanging out with the older kids when he's way younger and going and partying and drinking with them and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, a coming-of-age story in that sense, but it's also, I don't know, about uh, the older kid uh, trying to relive his past, you know what I mean, at the same time. It's all right. It it was supposed to be a comedy, and I really didn't find it all that funny. Uh, So overall, I gave it a four. I think it was below average, but nothing super offensive. I saw something that was clearly meant as a satire. I saw The Hunt, the most controversial movie of last year's that nobody saw, but was controversial before it came out of the movies. Because it's about Democrats hunting Republicans. Uh, This is clearly meant as a satire, as a comedy. It wasn't that funny. Uh, I liked it. I mean, it's, it's not a bad movie. It's just like... It's a very hyped up movie, and when a movie gets very hyped up, I I try to like stay away from the hype. And uh, I was I was hoping it was going to be better than it was, uh, but I I give it a six. It's totally okay. Okay, uh, I remember t- when the for controversy first came out, I was like. I feel like this is going to be a the interview situation where the hype is bigger than how good the movie actually right. is. Yeah, yeah. And that was totally the book. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, I saw a movie called Blow the Man Down, which was a Prime uh, Prime Video uh, original, I believe. Okay. Uh, original movie. It's about uh, some kids growing up, uh, a girl and her sister, and I want to say they're living in Maine. Uh, so, like a coastal town where there's a lot of fishing, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, their mom dies. Uh, and her, their mom dying kind of unravels this mystery of this little, you know, there's like the little fishing town where there's all the secrets in between people and everybody. And all those little secrets start coming out when their mom dies. And they run this little uh, fish shop where they... Uh, where they, you know, they just sell sells, uh, different kinds of fish that come in from the port. Uh, so the two girls kind of have the main line of all the information because all the people go to the fish shop to sell their fish and all these other things. Uh, and they find out that there's some shady dealings going on between some of the people. There's some prostitution and some maybe drug running and things like that. And uh, they start to get it to get more involved than they want to. Uh, I thought it was very good. Um, I w was surprised by how good it was. I gave it an 8.5. I don't know if you saw this. I didn't even ask you. Oh. oh. I, I would recommend I'm it. Really it's kind of a mystery... Uh, thr thriller mystery. Thriller mystery drama, kind of. And the ending is very cool. I really like the way they wrap it up. It, it, uh, it, it gives you... The movie winks at you, kind of. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? The movie goes, hey... Wink, right at the end. Uh, it got 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, so, yeah, I would recommend this for sure, bro. Cool. Uh, well, I'm going to recommend something, because I saw The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. Yes, I saw this movie. I, uh, I think it is in my top ten horror movies of all time uh, lists right now. I I need to see it again. Okay. Uh, but coming out of it, I was... I was utterly disturbed, extremely scared, and my pulse was high all the freaking movie. And I can't explain how good it was. It is just like, this is a movie I recommend to absolutely everybody. It is just like incredibly good. I give it a 10 out of 10. Very clearly one of my favorite movies this year, so far. Uh, I, yeah, I love horror movies, and I love this movie. Really, really good. Okay, uh, I think you had another movie, and then we both saw a movie? No, that was my last movie. Oh, I thought you saw four movies. Okay, uh, the other movie we both yeah, saw... I did. I said uh, Rich Asians, The Hunt, and uh, The Invisible Man, this, and this is my fourth. Oh, okay. Uh, my Truth, uh, The Rape of Two Corys, uh, which came yeah. out, what, last week? And we got to see it this week, finally? Mm -hmm. This was interesting. Uh, yeah, we talked about it last week. Jeez, I want to say in the Jeremy round, we talked about it. 
Right. So it was at the end of the show where barely anybody heard us talk about it, but <clears throat> it had before we saw the movie, we knew that it had been revealed that somebody had uh, been revealed as the rapist of uh, Corey Haim. Corey Haim, allegedly. Yeah. It had been accused. Yeah, I said it had been <laughs> accused. I think yeah, that counts. Uh, what did you think of this documentary, I guess we'll call it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel a little like I kind of I don't know what to believe because it's very hard for me to say oh I believe this or or, or I believe that but I, I felt this was better documented than the Michael Jackson documentary that we saw or at least I saw uh, so I, I, I have less doubts about this because there were so many people coming out telling them telling the same story and when people have the same storyline they either have talked so much about it and have agreed to it or it's actually true so it's very hard for me to deny the allegations in this <laughs> yeah but what did you think about the the documentary itself I didn't like it. I, I, I like the documentary itself. I don't think was that great, to be honest. Uh, but I, I, I find the subject matter better than the documentary. I mean, it didn't look like it was done with like a professional camera. It looked like it was done with like a, oh. a consumer type camera. Uh, done with professionals behind said camera, but not the quality you would expect a normal, even Netflix or other streaming service documentary to be done in. Uh, but this was done... Very, uh, it, nobody was going to back this movie, obviously. Um, so in that sense, maybe the grittiness of it, the underground feel of it, it coming out on a, oh, an independent website, maybe it kind of... That's one of the things that intrigued me to watch it, besides, of course, the obvious uh, revealing of uh, Charlie Sheen, which we mentioned last week. Um, the thing that I found most intriguing was him talking about Corey Haim, Corey Haim's past and how he was brought up to believe that, oh, I think he said, oh, this is just how guys act. This is just how right. guys are from like a very, 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 very young age. Uh, and seemingly yeah. his mother knew that this was all happening. That's the thing I think gets left out when they would talk all about, uh, Charlie Sheen in this article in a second, but I think the thing that really is left out is the person most to blame, according to this documentary, okay, according to the documentary, not according to me, was his mother. Oh, definitely. And how they interview the mother in this is very interesting. I think that's maybe one of the most interesting things about it. Uh, yeah, uh... And this isn't a new allegation, apparently, of coming from the Charlie Sheen thing. It's just that this documentary, like you said, it had all these interviews and people basically saying, uh, I back him up on those allegations. So, Right. But, uh, yeah, we got the response from Charlie Sheen because, of course, we did. Uh, this is from Global News. Why don't you go into this? 
Charlie Sheen has denied accusations that he raped the late Corey Haim when uh, Sheen was 19 and Haim was 13. The allegations that the former Two and a Half Men star sexually assaulted Haim came in light because the they were mentioned in a crowd-funded documentary titled My Truth, The Rape of Two Corys. In the documentary, which premiered in Los Angeles Monday, well, not this Monday, but last Monday, Corey Feldman claims that uh, Sheen raped his friend Haim, uh, who died 38 uh, in 2010. Uh, and if you scroll down, uh, Judy Haim told Dr. Oz... Uh, I would have known if anything was wrong. My kid hid nothing. He was like transparent. He never hid anything. He was the Corey. He was Corey. It's out of character. That's number one. She continued recalling when her son was a teenager. When my son was 13, he he's not going to go and ask Charlie Sheen to go and sleep with him. Which is not what's being accused. I've read the accusations and it's that he would raped him, not that he went and said, hey, let's have sex together. Right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, what you, it's, it's hard to ask you this, but what, what would you give this documentary? Uh, it's gotta be like a 4.5, maybe a 4. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the, the film, the quality as far as docu like documentary movie goes, is not is not there. The production quality is not there. the The content is very interesting, but it's still a bit disputed. It's just uh, overall, when it comes to like controversial or controversial movies, we've talked about in this segment. This is way more controversial than The Hunt, and it got way less press as being controversial. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why it gets a four from me as well. It's just like, it's very hard for me to to take all of this uh, seriously. And uh, there's there's so so many things in this documentary that, that I, I, I felt it was very badly shot and things like that like you said it was yeah it very it, seemed like it was done very independently just by like a guy who didn't really have that big of a budget and maybe didn't know all that much about producing a documentary right mm -hmm. hey uh many new movies this week he said and he lied uh but let's see the trailer for one of the few movies coming coming out this week human capital look at this place i mean i heard it was big but this is you can just drop me off anywhere. Oh, him. I like him. Do I know you? I'm Drew Hagel. I'm, I'm Shannon's dad. Who the hell's that? Jamie's girlfriend. Oh. Yeah, I like him too. Mm. Okay. Fine. How much did you drink? We love you no matter what. Dad does not. There's Marissa Tomei. I like her. I'm Jamie's mother. Mm -hmm. Nice to meet you. We love Shannon. You've done well. So, real estate agent. I mean, I thought that was a job for divorced middle-aged housewives. <laughs> Can I ask you something? Yeah, you want to invest I like in that. Minimum's 300. 300,000. Yeah. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? Three affairs in 20 years. I don't think that's so bad. And you're still with them. Hi. I want to go home. Yeah, I'm going to take you home. This is a weird trailer. Yeah. 
Oh, he hit his head on a rock, I see. It's like... I don't know. How did your car get here? Someone drove me back from the party. Oh. Everybody Space on the boat. The question is, who's gonna get in trouble for it now? You or him? Your investment in the fund has gone down. I'm not built for this, Quinn. I'm not like you. I need that money back. This looks really interesting. But it could be really terrible, also. <laughs> Did you finally run away from home? I wanted to see you. I can't get involved in some kind of conspiracy. What do you want? I want my money back. It has a lot of good actors. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. I've never heard of Maya Hawk, but that's worth something. Maybe I don't know. I've never seen her in anything either. She looks like a good actress, though, from that clip. Human capital. Kind so, of... tell me, Lou. Okay. Yes? What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Uh, human capital. The lives of two families collide when their children begin a relationship, and it leads to a tragic accident. Uh, like we said, starring Maya Hawke, Lev Schreiber, uh, Marissa Tomei... Peter Scar Sarsgaard, uh, anybody else in here that we would definitely know? No, not really. Uh, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, 50% on Metacritic, 72% of Google users like this film. Cool. I went to Rotten Tomatoes. Should we start with a four and a half, no, three and a half star review? Gold old-fashioned storytelling with capital T. So, that's just wrong. It should be capital S. <laughs> okay. Because storytelling doesn't start with a T. I guess I'd have to see it. All right. All right. Uh, nothing really. Uh, another one. Uh, one uh, star from Kevin P. Nothing really works with human capital. From the awkward performance, the cringy dialogue, and the forced melodramatic situations, the character uh, eventually get involved with. Less is more, and human capital could have learned from that. Uh, anything you found? Yeah, they didn't have a Facebook page. I went to just Google Google reviews, uh, Google user reviews. Uh, Marla Moldova says... Terribly slow. Uh, too bad because it had great actors. Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew I Hensley found. says, "Why is it that movies and TV shows are getting so horrible to watch? This movie deserves a new classification of awful." <laughs> Anthony's case said half a star. The cast was terrific and very talented, without a doubt. But Human Capital is a drama. That goes nowhere and drags quite a lot despite the short runtime. Plus, the actors are wasted in roles that aren't very interesting either. Uh, Terry Paul says the story of the movie is very good and conveyed very well. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Started trying to go boring towards the end, says another one here. Okay. I'm seeing, of course. We should mention, there aren't any movies coming out in theaters, because there aren't any theaters open, so where can you see this movie, Fro? 
I have no clue. Uh, this film did premiere at the Toronto Film Festival uh, in September of 2019, but was there shortly after picked up by Vertical Entertainment, who acquired the distribution rights to the film, and it was released through DirecTV Cinema on February 20th, 2020, uh, followed by a theatrical release on March 20th, 2020. So it, you, if there's a some kind of theater open near you, you might be able to see it because it was released on Friday in theaters. But you could, if you have DirecTV Cinema, so if you have a DirecTV satellite, which is like very few people... You could also watch this film. I just did a search for it, and I found it in DVD quote. Well, yeah, because it came out on DirecTV Cinema, which is like a satellite dish company. Yeah. Right. So I'm it's on going... TV already, uh, Just, but you have to I'm buy not... it through the their, their provider. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to download this and watch it uh, to next week, so... I will tell you what I thought about it. No other movies coming out. Uh, hey, you like books? Are you bored of watching TV show after TV show after TV show after TV show or movie after movie after movie? Well, read a book, motherfucker. Read a book. Go to audibletrial.com. That's audibletrial.com slash novidigitalism slash Another digital system. Uh, you get one book for free, and you get a 30-day trial. And even if you cancel, you will probably not do that. But even if you do that, you will keep the book, and you will support our show. So read a book, motherfucker. Read a book. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, any other plugs? Remember that song? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen to that wrestling show where me and Bill complain about wrestling right now. Because I'm going to complain a lot about wrestling right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, not fun without the audience. Yeah, I've heard... I haven't watched Raw, but uh, I heard oh, it's really it, bad. It's... it's uh, like, I, I've, I've gone through the TNA era of... of of wrestling at as uh, when it was at its worst, and I watched them, and uh, it feels a little like that. And did you hear? <clears throat> yesterday, I heard WrestleMania is going to be taped. It's not even going to be live. Yep. Yep. I don't know how excited I am even for it now, but whatever. I am. I am so excited for this WrestleMania. Said nobody. <laughs> Some segments will be taped, like the the buried alive match. Oh, uh, I thought that said example. all the whole thing was going to be taped. Okay, maybe no, I just read the article segments. wrong. All right. Some segments, yeah, no. Some segments, like the buried alive match, like I said. Right. I mean that makes sense. That parts of it would be. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jeremy, round. You got anything? Not really, because everything I have watched has to do with fucking Corona. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard ended her uh, run for presidency and then backed Biden this week. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, because nobody cares. Uh, Netanyahu says he's going to step down in a year. Uh, yeah and let somebody else take over head leadership of Israel, 
due to a Unity deal. This is we talked about this in the past that uh, he didn't have enough to make a majority government, and so the deal they made to make the majority government is that he'll step down in a year, which is good. I agree. I I uh, I'm not a big fan of him, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, he is I mean, an authoritarian racist, so I would say get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, remember Love is Blind, the Netflix show? I don't know if you ever got to watch or wanted to watch. Uh, no, I I don't especially like shows like that. And I was so. didn't think I was going to like it, but somehow really enjoyed it. Uh, it got uh, two seasons confirmed, so it's going to have a season two and a season three. Uh so oh. obviously, some people liked it, and I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, okay. Let's I see anything else. Watch. Say again. I will guess I will watch it. Then I said. I mean, you don't have to. It it is just a silly dating show. It's like The Bachelor mixed with uh, Big Brother, kind of. Uh, yeah. This week they announced, or our governor here in Oregon, we got stay-at-home orders for the first time. I think Friday or Saturday. She said, our governor, Governor Brown, said that uh, there's stay-at-home orders and only certain businesses are allowed to stay open here in Oregon. That finally happened this week, Fro. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else you got? Goodbye, please, games again. I think he's reverted to this so that he doesn't get copyright claimed all the time, but then he got in trouble <laughs> for saying something about people in... Immigrants in Sweden speaking Swedish. Right. He got in trouble for that. Right. Um, what else did I watch that was on YouTube this week that didn't have anything to do with Corona? The J. Aubrey uh, doc, doc about uh, whatever, Lacoste. We watched that. Yeah. That was very interesting. He's a lunatic. There's a lot of good... Uh, YouTube stuff out right now. I think people are just pumping it out because they don't have anything else to do. They're stuck in their houses. A lot of people. Uh, check out the article I just sent you there in the chat. Uh, do you have yeah. what are called little libraries in Norway anywhere? No, we don't. But I have heard about this. Uh, we have them here. Uh, I know in the town near me and when I was living in Portland, in Portland I'd see them all the time. The little libraries, if anybody doesn't know, it's like a little box where people would usually put books or media of some kind. That's It's closed and it's sealed so the book is obviously not going to get rained on. But anybody can come and take a book and put or leave a book and it's kind of a free library and it's very tiny. It's usually just in somebody's front yard. Uh... These in America have started to be turned into little pantries where people are leaving canned food and things like that for people to pick up instead of books. I think that's very good, interesting, uh, happy story. It makes me feel better about humanity after the last couple of weeks. Uh, even though I try to not look at many corona things, I think Internet Today is still very funny about it. I recommend their YouTube channel because, I mean, we are more or less them just a podcast. <laughs> we think much alike. <laughs> so, Luke, what are we talking about next week? 
Uh, news of the week. Uh, we don't have any movies to review because there isn't a single movie coming out on Friday next week. Uh, there will be a single movie coming out the Friday after that, so we'll cover that. I don't know. Maybe we'll figure out some movie to plug in there. Maybe a movie from past weeks and watch the trailer for that. How's that sound, Fro? Yeah, let's let's do a very obscure movie from from the seventies or sixties or something. Something weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Vampires episode two, we're going to review mm-hmm. that. There's six episodes of that, so it's not a long show, but we're going to see episode two oh. next week. And then our main topic is going to be Pastafarianism. Pastafarianism. Yeah, we haven't done that yet. It's going to be fun. I don't think we've really done any mock religions, which Relig- is just kind of like a mock religion. Uh, didn't we do that Star Wars uh, religion, though? I don't remember doing it, but it's very possible we did. There's been so many shows at this point. I feel like we have. I I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, and we have done 232 episodes before this. So. Yeah. <laughs> Memory is starting to fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, it's possible, or we just talked about it in in passing. It's you know whatever. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to know where the podcast ends and we just talk starts. <laughs> uh, yeah, demonstrated by you going. Oh, I'm going to talk about something you talked about last week that I didn't talk about last week <laughs> because I talked about it this week to you personally. Yeah, spoiler alert, me and Luke are actually friends. That's why we do this podcast. <laughs> spoiler uh, alert? Like, that's a spoiler? Uh, I mean, we've been... We watched a few shows. I mean, we watched a movie and then... Or that... Not movie, I guess. The play, and then we watched uh, uh, the vampires right. thing together. Vampire. Just hanging out. Yeah. I mean, this week, it's not like we have a whole lot of other things to do, so... I don't know, we'll probably watch another movie this weekend. We'll figure out something to watch, just to hang out again. Yeah, we'll do something. We'll probably see Vampires Episode 2 as well. Sure, not we'll a bad idea. Something. See, now we're, just, now we're just talking shit. Let's wrap the show up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think people are interested in what you and me do when we turn the microphones off? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name is Fro, and I'm from Norway. Where are you from, Luke? And I'm from the United States. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.